Yes, yes, yo, everybody, you all are welcome to the Mind School Podcast with Christopher J, your teacher. My shout out goes to your scholars out there who keeps coming and tuning to this show from every listening platform all over the globe. Another shout out goes to you all for the love you show when you share and tag our shows on your social media handles. I must confess, you are the realest MVP. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode talks about narcissistic disorder. The narcissist needs to be the center of attention. And anybody else that's getting any attention is a threat. Anybody else that's getting laughs, anybody else that's getting focused on, anybody else that's of interest, we need to get rid of them because all the attention needs to be on the narcissist. They have a really pathological need for admiration. They need people to tell them how smart they are, how interesting they are, how special they are, show them how entitled they are. And if that doesn't happen, they get very upset, they get very frustrated, and they can go on the attack. And when we say a lack of empathy... These folks just don't have the ability to stand in somebody else's shoes. Somebody might show up late to work and you say, oh, you're never late. What what happened? They might say, oh, just as I was leaving this morning, my dog got out and was hit by a car and killed my dog. What would be a normal reaction? People would go, oh my gosh, you must feel terrible. I'm so sorry. Not a narcissist. A narcissist doesn't have the ability to identify with that person's feelings. So they might say, huh, well, you're here now. Or, "Uh, what kind of dog? Huh, well, you'll have to get another one. So anyway, what I was wanting to talk to you about, they have no ability to reflect feelings. They have no ability to identify with what that person might be experiencing at the time and be empathetic. Now, this is different from sympathetic. I'm talking about empathetic, where they can identify with that person's feelings, put themselves in their position for a minute, and understand how they might be feeling. They don't have that ability, which is why it's very difficult for them to ever have a close relationship with anybody. So we're talking about a sense of self-importance and entitlement, preoccupation with fantasies. They create this world of how special and how important they are. They believe that they're special. They believe that they're unique. They're very exploitive. They're very arrogant. So 
you'll see them doing something that you would think, oh my gosh, they must be embarrassed about this. They don't read the room. You might see them saying or doing something that anybody would be embarrassed to say or do, and everybody in the room's rolling their eyes. The narcissist doesn't see that because they don't read the room. They're not interested in anybody's opinion. They just want to know that they're the focus of attention, and they assume everybody thinks they're as special and unique as they think they are. Again, they're very envious of anybody else that thinks they're special or has a unique perspective or point of view. Now, understand that when we're talking about these kind of people, they're very, very difficult to get along with unless you're willing to subordinate your interest, your needs to these people at all times. And if you're not, they're going to put you in your place. Now, stop and ask yourself, if you deal with people like this in your life, how often are you going to encounter somebody that is truly a narcissist? Now, there are people that, you know, kind of think they're special and they may kind of be show-offs or whatever. A lot of people are that way sometimes. When I'm talking about a narcissistic personality disorder, I'm talking about a consistent pattern of behavior that you'll see over and over again. Not occasionally, not they just have a day where they just kind of think they're all hot stuff. I'm talking about a pattern of behavior across time. Now, these people tend to gaslight you if you try to call them on their behavior. In fact, I always tell people that ask me about it, they say, look, I've put up with all this that I'm going to put up with. So, Doc, I'm just going to call them out. I'm just going to confront them and get in their face and let them know you're not special, you're not unique, you're taking advantage of me, and I'm not putting up with it anymore. So what do you think, Doc? Don't you think I should do that? You know what I always tell people? Don't bother. Don't bother. You know, first off, they already know what they're doing. You're not going to tell them anything. So if you're doing that, you're doing it for you, not for them. Because they're not going to change based on what you say to them. What they're going to do is gaslight you. You're going to hear a lot of statements like, you're the narcissist. I never said that. I'm not angry. I'm not taking advantage of you. I'm not that way. You're that way. Look at you. You're judging me. They're going to play the victim role and attack you. And before it's over, they're going to be in a victim role and telling you that you're the one with the problem. And trust me, they have more staying power than you do. They will never give it up. These folks don't respond to therapy very well at all. About a third of them that get into therapy, they'll get up and walk out in a rage as soon as you start to take their inventory. About a third of them will find something about the therapist they don't like, and they'll start criticizing and trying to get into a battle of wills, try to win a debate rather than learn anything. And, you know, the remainder, they might 
try to listen for a period of time. Some might get some better, but I can tell you, generally speaking, I think some of these people actually get worse in therapy than better because the therapist tries to point out to them what their deficiencies are, such as a lack of empathy. And they say, what do you mean? And they might use the example that I used of what happens when somebody comes in and says their dog got run over. So what they're doing is basically teaching the narcissist how to mimic empathy. So all they've done is make the narcissist more dangerous because now the narcissist at least knows how to mimic the first layer of empathetic conversation or behavior. And that's why I say they've actually made them worse. They now have given them the tools to at least hide their narcissism a little bit better. Thank you for listening to this wonderful episode from the Mind School Podcast. And remember, we love it when you share and tag our shows on your social media handles. Always stay tuned for more interesting episodes coming your way. Good, 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 good.